Welcome to Holistic Ambition, where we talk with visionary leaders who are redefining what it means to be ambitious. We cover ways you can live with more well-being, meaning, and fun in your career, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Stephanie Toma, life coach for ambitious professionals and author of Confident Introvert. Today, we are going to talk about the masculine and the feminine polarity. So for those of you who are thinking, oh my goodness, that it's nonsense. Maybe, you know, I encompass both. I'm not one or the other. That's true. You do encompass both, but it's kind of like you may know that a previous life chapter, no pun intended, was um, writing the book Confident Introvert. So I acknowledge most people by nature are introverts, extroverts, or ambiverts. Actually, most people are ambiverts. Most people are, from the masculine-feminine polarity, androgynous. They encompass both, right? But the idea is uh, that you tend to skew one way more than the other in certain contexts, with certain people, in certain dynamics. So it's kind of like where you know red and blue create purple. Uh, we're going to be focusing on the more polarized aspects uh, that can come out in heightened emotional states. So the four parts are your divine feminine, your divine masculine, your wounded feminine, and your wounded masculine. And the topic for this came to me when I was at a party in Austin. So there was a very specific scene that I observed where there was this woman with blonde hair, uh, you know, very fit, uh, and on the petite side, wearing a structured dress that had shoulder pads and a short, relatively short skirt, uh, a belt, and some heels, and, um, and a gentleman who was, you know, tall, and relatively, let's say, burly, and wearing a button-down shirt. It, you know, that's kind of setting the stage if you wanted to know what they looked like. Anyway, They're playing a game of ping pong and it begins to get heated. The first game is over. And then I look over and I hear the woman yelling, you know, are you? And then, you know, she used a term for female genitalia that was not in a nice context. Okay. But she's calling him that repeatedly. Like, are you this? Are you this? And he immediately was kind of, his eyes got wide. He looked over at me. He looked over at a couple other people and he, he kind of powered and he was, you could see that he was in disbelief and she wanted to play another game. So, you know, in her effort to get him to play again, to beat him again, you know, she requested and she's basically insinuated, you know, you are this derogatory term if you don't play again. And he ended up playing again. And I'm going to give you a little more backstory that I actually got within this scenario. So then at at another point in time, uh, me and these two individuals and other people were hanging out at the pool at this party. And uh, and this woman, I learned, used to be a professional gymnast in Russia. And she ends up talking about how when she was basically a toddler, there would be such strict training regimens where let's say she had to hold her leg up at a 90 degree angle and she couldn't move it 
for 10 minutes or maybe an even more extended period of time. And you might be thinking, wow, that's intense. But guess what? It gets more intense. If she did, even involuntarily, move a muscle, there were needles waiting for her right underneath the point at which her leg was supposed to be set. So she described memories of blood sort of rushing down her leg and her holding back tears and just trying her best. But then she said, I'm so glad that I had that experience because it's made me who I am today. I am so strong today. And, you know, I, it's not to say that she is not strong today. You know, I'm sure she is so strong and that experience in some way, shape or form has shaped her. And then let's actually take a step to, to then observe what the man said in the situation. So this is the, the guy who was playing ping pong with her. They, they've known each other for many years. So then he says, yeah, she's the most amazing woman that I have ever met. She is so strong. And I have so much respect for her. Okay, so something that I would like to introduce into this dynamic is the concept of unhealed pain. Did that situation actually make her stronger? What, what was in between the traumatic event and how she shows up, shows up today? Was there a period of validating that her previous emotional experience of fighting back tears and how maybe that was wrong or maybe something called bypassing happened. Most likely there was a bypass of the actual healing of the experience and immediately trying to transmute it into something that served her in some capacity. And if you were to label, let's say in this scenario that I just described, how each character, the man and the woman, are acting out, would you say that the woman is acting from their wounded masculine, wounded feminine, divine masculine, divine feminine? And now moving over to the man, would you describe his behavior as divine masculine, divine feminine, wounded masculine, wounded feminine? So considering that we have access to all four of these within our own selves. And sometimes we can even see it more clearly in a scenario like this. The woman in this case was acting from her wounded masculine. So to define the wounded masculine, it's when it can be portrayed by a man or a woman. So this is when someone is trying to one-up or control someone else. There can be uh, periods of <clears throat> or instances of manipulation and sort of like puffing up the chest, being like, hey, look at me, don't mess with me. And then the wounded feminine is when someone is submitting, being coerced, being taken advantage of, victimized or abused. So, you know, playing back that scenario, th this woman is coming from a defensive place. Instead of asking, and this is really back to basics, right? Like on the playground, instead of asking, hey, do, will you play another game with me? It's so much fun to play with you. I'd love to play another game. You know, that would be more of the divine feminine just expressing desire, right? And, and being open. And then the man in that scenario could react in a couple of ways to be in the more, you know, it doesn't mean that he needs to say yes, right? But he could say, uh, create a source of containment, which is what the divine masculine does for, let's say, the divine feminine to really express and unfold. So he could say something like, oh, 
you know what? I wasn't feeling like playing again, but since you really want to play, actually, uh, sure, I'll play one more game. Let, let's go. Or as long as that's coming from a place of him actually feeling inspired by the play, by the openness of this divine feminine expression. Or he could set a healthy boundary and say, you know, I actually don't feel like playing another game, but I appreciate you asking me, or I'm so glad that we were able to have that last game and kind of leave it there. And, you know, the divine masculine is really, um, you know, he's able to set boundaries, set standards. Uh, and, and I just want to give a shout out to a former mentor of mine, Lauren Megan. She really defined this polarity for me and how it can be common. Let's say, you know, we've described a scenario when the wounded fem wounded masculine was beginning beginning the whole um you know interaction and then the response was a wounded feminine it can't even go an alternative way where maybe you know and in a dating context let's say that you don't hear back from someone you're a female dating a man you don't hear back maybe you want to follow up and say hey let's set a plan that's you being in the wounded masculine. And that's going to encourage the man to maybe not step up because that polarity becomes more of a competition. He doesn't want to be in that competition. And frankly, you probably don't want to be in that competition either. <laughs> so, uh, or, you know, if someone is, let's say there could be, again, let's give an, a dating example of a man in his wounded uh, feminine, where maybe he's like not taking initiative uh, or just kind of like pulling away a little bit. Uh, what you can do to be in your divine feminine in a scenario like that would be to simply, uh, you know, express your desire up front, but let it go, let it be, and let that other party calibrate to show up in a way that feels more like a match. And, you know, there is a sort of magic when that divine polarity is activated. And, you know, this can be in same-sex couples, this can be in, um, you know, any sort of uh, gender or dynamic uh, se sexual orientation, because you're working with energies and right, you know, we give them the term masculine and feminine. Um, but we all have access to these ways of being one is more making things happen, one is more receptive. And if we sort of even take a step back and think about the dynamics of procreation, it's like that physical dynamic kind of <laughs> alludes to this polarity and this inherent dynamic. So yeah, in essence, it, it's not about striving for perfection and always being in your um, you know, most divine self. But actually, why not strive for that? Because there are times when, let's say, you will be triggered. You will feel triggered. I've given you a very prime example from that party <laughs> that I attended where this person was triggered and went about, um, you know, getting what they wanted in a way that ultimately didn't foster the closest or most authentic or healthy connection. So the idea is not to be perfect, but to be able to own up. Let's say if you are engaging in dynamic, even in the moment, you can take a step back and say, oh, actually, you know, I'm sorry that I said that. Or let's say if a little bit of time has passed, has passed, there's the opportunity to start anew or redirect energy 
right? So it's not to say that you can't say no, can't set boundaries, but you know, in a nutshell, the divine aspects are where a woman is able to express like, Hey, I would like this. And from a place of deservingness and being like, Oh yeah, like, wouldn't this be fun? Wouldn't this be nice? And where let's say the divine masculine counterpart can go ahead and make it happen. So I hope that you learned something or that maybe there was some aha moment. I know when I first started diving into this work of the feminine and masculine polarity and those four components, uh, there were certainly a lot of light bulb moments for me. And know that if you'd like to dig deeper, uh, there's uh, there are links below that can let you know about how to get in touch and, and how to dive deeper with me personally. Thank you for tuning in to Holistic Ambition. This is Stephanie Toma saying goodbye for now and inviting you to take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time.